Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. The podcast you are listening to of Holmberg's Morning Sickness is brought to you by my friends at Eric's Family Barbecue in Avondale. Meet, mesquite, repeat. Trust me on this one. You've had barbecue before, but you haven't had it this good. Eric's Family Barbecue in Avondale. Eric'sFamilyBBQ.com. When was the last time you had really good Texas-style barbecue? Eric's Family Barbecue, the way it's supposed to taste. Always delicious, never rushed, and prepared to perfection. Eric's Family Barbecue uses only 100% fresh meat, slowly smoked over mesquite wood until it's juicy and delicious. We all know their brisket is the best, but have you tried their pulled pork, pork ribs, or rib tips? Amazing, and their sides are all house-made. Eric's Family Barbecue in Avondale. Meat, mesquite, repeat. Make the trip. You won't be sorry. Sorry. Go to ericsfamilybbq.com for more information. Holmberg's morning sickness. The old method of treatment for a person in this condition was to throw him in jail. Good morning, everybody. Hello there. Welcome to Tuesday. It's 545. This is the morning sickness. My name's John Holmberg. There's Brady Bogan. Brett Vesley's here. Big Dick Toledo. And the city is uh, breathing again. Another nice moment for uh, our... One under the belt. Yeah, they got the first of the... I was listening to that crowd last night start chanting Sons and Four, and you're just like, all right, all right. That's enough. Don't do the Sons and Four thing until uh, the third win in a row. And you can't do that because that'll be in another uh, city. But uh, enough. One at a time. This is the run to beating the uh, Mavericks, not to... You know, this isn't the finals. This doesn't... Again, I watched an interview last night where a guy's getting interviewed outside the thing. Yeah, it was a really good matchup. Luke is good, but I think they got this. And they got the depth uh, to win the finals. It's like, okay, you won one game of the semis. Calm down, Suns fans. But it's great. It's a good start. And that was a uh, – I will say, though, being in the crowd last night uh, and having been to all these games in the last couple of years, there's a whole lot of chip on the shoulder kind of, you know, eh, we got this. this. This series is not – they're not excited to see the Mavericks. It's like they think it's just going to be a walk in the park. And the Suns led them to believe that for three and a half quarters last night. It's like, yeah, crowd was kind of out of it. A lot of chitter-chatter, a lot of up and down the stairs. Not a lot of uh, excitement. The best part of the entire night was TV's Doug Hopkins, who spends an astronomical amount of money to have those seats directly behind the visitor's bench. What I didn't know, and uh, Suns announcer Kevin Ray told me about, is that the Mavericks have more coaches than any other team in basketball. Uh, And those coaches uh, take up an entire row. And there's only a certain amount of seats. So there are four Mavericks players that have to stand up the entire game. Just happen to be seven-foot guys directly in front of Doug Hopkins, who, again, 
astronomical amount of money for these tickets, and all he could see was the uh, hips and anus of about four Dallas Mavericks players all night. I've got pictures. We'll post them on Facebook. Hilarious, because Doug's always giving me heat. I'm, I'm in the same section as him, and I'm back a few rows. And he always does the, you know, he's trying to find me. He goes, how do you even so see the game from up way there. up there with the nosebleed seats? And I'm like, yep, that's what it is. And uh, he didn't watch one second of basketball last night. He just had to smell Boban's ass for two and a half hours. Hilarious. His buddy Darren was with him. And uh, Darren's, you know, not a super no tall shot man. No shot Didn't see anything either. Darren and uh, Doug were, and Doug's complaining. To, oh, it was great. It was, it, it was a year's worth of getting... Uh, tortured by Hopkins that I don't have floor seats, that I'm not – you know, I prefer a little bit of a vantage point above the floor. I don't like being – unless you're right on the floor, like courtside, and he's one row back from the bench. You know, I I like being where I am. Was Cubes uh, near him? Cubes usually sits right next to him, and he did last night. Actually, Darren saved Cubes' life last night. There was a guy who was getting a little uh, pushy towards the Cubes, and Darren uh, did his best to – to make sure that that stopped and stopped the guy from running out onto the court after Cubes uh, during a timeout. Darren is a hero. There is no question about it. Uh, Darren, Darren heroically saved Mark Cuban's life last night because there was no, no doubt that that dude was probably going to weird out. And don't uh, think that Darren wasn't telling everybody that he saved Mark Cuban's life last night because he was. It was nonstop storytelling. Uh, and, then, and then he told everybody that he used to be crazy kid. And everybody's like, okay. Although there was this Mexican couple that happened to run Eric's family barbecue named uh, uh, Anthony and Casey, who when they found out that Darren was at one point crazy kid, their inner Mexicans came out. I thought a quinceanera was going to break out at the H&H Ranch. They were, <laughs> it was a celebration. It was a very happy moment for both uh, Anthony and, and uh, you know, the artist formerly known as Crazy Kid. <laughs> and it was the best, the best moment of their night because they didn't see any basketball, that's for sure. It was a riot. The pictures of Doug sitting, you can just see the fumes coming off him. Like the, uh, remember that movie Inside Out from uh, Pixar where the anger, yeah. the red one? That was Doug all night. This, this pile of anger. Steam coming out it of the air. It was hilarious. And I'm just like, come on up. There's a game up. You're missing a hell of a game. It's up here. You can. He's just looking at ass the whole day. And staring at ass. Maverick ass. Bench ass. It's the best. Yeah. Oh, it's so fun to watch and uh, hilarious. But it was a, yeah, Suns win. It's great. But the fans are pretty much like, we got this one. I had a conversation with a guy for a brief second. Who'd you rather see, Memphis or Golden State? And I'm like, wow, uh, Mavericks for three more games. That's it. Uh, and we'll talk after that. If you get three more wins, then you can talk about who you'd rather see. But, boy, they are jumping way ahead. Just win the ones you win and enjoy the game, for crying out loud. Quit, quit screaming ahead of it. Scary how uh, Suns fans have just become complacent second round last year we walked to the second round nothing to it all right we'll say maybe that's true maybe it's not luca is a force he is amazing and you can't help but like the guy it's like he's just he's just so you know plodding along manufactured basketball it feels like dishes it fills it it feels like uh you could do it because he's so horrendous looking like he's in terrible shape his clothes don't look good on him He's 22. He looks 40. Uh, he just—he looks like a doughy everyman. And you know, Brett probably—we would eyeball this guy and go, "Yeah, he's tall, but pff, I'm gonna—I'm gonna run circles around this dude." If you were at a YMCA, you'd look at him and think nothing of it outside of his height. And then he starts doing stuff. And even when he does it, it doesn't look impressive until it is. 
You're like, oh my god, did that just happen? But yeah, 45 points for him last night. Yeah, it's he he represents every white guy's dream of being a little bit fat, uh, not handsome, and great at basketball. That just does. It's, we all look at him as hope. A backbreaker. He is hope. He could be in radio. He is. He could be in radio. He should be in radio. <laughs> the way he's built. He has uh, the representation of white guy hope. He's the great white hope. Because you look and think. I mean, every black guy looks at him and goes, how is this guy beating anybody on the court? He's doughy. He's, he's just kind of he's, – but he's not slow. His footwork is incredible. He's like a great boxer. He does subtle little things that just you marvel at. And the best cross-court skip passes, it's unbelievable what he can do with a cross-court pass. It's, it's, he's sickening. But unfortunately for the Suns last night, nobody on the Ma- uh, Mavs really stepped up. And then Kleba almost died. Did you watch the whole game? No. Oh, my God. There's uh, their backup. He's a big man. And he went up and dunked and kind of hung on the rim a little, and his momentum swung him up. And he landed dead flat on his back and backwards scorpioned over his neck. I thought he was dead. I don't know. It was a, a th- like when a guy that big hits the ground as hard as he did, just straight onto Did you see it? Onto his shoulder blades. It is. We'd play it on one of those radio videos. It was one of those falls. It so was you- awful. Obviously, you weren't listening to the radio broadcast last night. No, Tim Kempton dropped an f bomb. He did during the live broadcast because he, when he, he fell. Oh, he was because <laughs> before that there was a foul that he yeah. was he was yelling at the ref for. Yeah. He took his headset off, but Al's right next to him, <laughs> and he goes, "That's a bull That's call." A, no goes, kidding. Oh man, Kempton and he, lost and he, it. You know it, and all this. You're a Whoa, joke, brother. And Al was kind of like, ah, "That's yeah. a wham bam mother f- <laughs> slam." <laughs> Yeah, Kempton lost it yeah. twice last night on it's, the radio well, they've, broadcast. They've, they've dumped the because uh, after you're 90, you're allowed to cuss on the radio, evidently. So that, with Al McCoy to. on there, holy <laughs> sh! What a shot! <laughs> but yeah, when that dunk happened, oh, oh, Kempton went off again. Well, the, it was well, they shouldn't have called the they foul. Called it foul. They yeah. called a foul on McGee. He wasn't even close to the guy. It's just it was such a violent fall. You assume something had to be done. They got to call a foul. Oh my God! It was it, it, it big man hitting the ground like that. And the whole crowd automatically stood up. Circles. I think we all thought we were going to see the Kleba thumbs up foundation coming out of this. Like his spine snapped in two. It was he teabagged himself. If you watch whoa, it in slow motion, whoa. he his back hits and his legs fold over. There's no question in my mind. If you went into full super slow mo, his balls tap his mouth, bloop, and then just I, there's no way his nuts didn't hit him in the face on That's that. That's what fall. woke him up. Oh, it was it was. If only Doug Hopkins horrible. could have seen it. Yeah, Doug didn't see any of this, by the way. He might as well have just been blindfolded by Maverick's ass. It was hilarious. But yeah, this dude's fall last night was the highlight of the night because it was a fairly uh, decided game through most of it. And then the Mavs made a little run at the end. It's a little closer than it needed to be, but they took their foot off the gas. It was fun. Good game. 1-0. That's all it is. And uh, it doesn't matter if you scored, uh, outscored them by 50. You're still only up one game. So a one-point win and a 50-point win are still just one win. So uh, Suns fans, calm her down a little bit. Cardinal fans, you guys got uh, handed a big old crap sandwich yesterday, too, with the DeAndre Hopkins thing. Another D-Hop who had a bad day. Doug Hopkins couldn't see the game. D-Hop for the Cardinals, oof, he won't see six of them. And uh, that's bad for them. And that explains an awful lot of what happened on draft day to go Uh-oh. get Hollywood Brown and Kimes party bus going to be rolling. He, Kimes party bus is something was going on where they got a little – he had some substances in the back of that bus he wasn't supposed to, and he gave them to D-Hop because evidently there's some PEDs that D-Hop shouldn't have taken. Now, I don't know if it's— He might have asked D-Hop to take the— Oh, yeah. just the they, Because I'll get thrown out of the league if I— <laughs> He can't take another hit with substances. Yeah, the 
the funny thing is, is that a lot of the times with football, there's, I know uh, baseball, the first time you get caught, it's a no, it's, shh, nobody says a thing. Like it's in the NFLPA or uh, Major League Baseball's Players Association deal that the first time you get hit with a substance problem, uh, it's internally handled. They don't make it public. And there's certain parts of the NFL substance abuse programs, the exact same thing. Second one, you are, it's publicized. They're, they have to suspend you and they have to go. And this one's big. And, and the fact that Hopkins isn't even going to try to counter it. A few players a lot. say if you get caught on that, you're, you're really being kind of stupid. Well, way. yeah, completely. Because there's enough time. There's enough, you know, we're going to. You're not supposed to. warning like, sometimes. It used to be pretty blatant. You know, we're going to be testing you here soon. But it's, it's not like he was taking a human growth hormone or, you know, cycling a steroid thing. He's got traces of something in his system that's banned by their list of drugs. All these crazy alien stories can't be true, can they? Hey, it's Stephen Diener, host of the Unidentified Alien Podcast. And whether you're new to the conversation or have been looking into it for years, you need to check out the fastest growing alien show out there, the Unidentified Alien Podcast, or UAP for short. There's a crazy amount of alien encounter stories out there from all over the world. And the beauty of it is that I bring them all to you and let you decide what you believe. Download and subscribe to UAP on any of the major podcasting platforms. And you can also find it on UAPpodcast.com. And it's probably a supplement to try to help him heal faster because he's injured. And so my guess is it's not like he's, you know, he's idiotic. Everybody assumes that they're just idiotically firing, you know, Dynaball into their bodies and trying to get. It's not a, it's not a, you know, Gold's Gym type Venice Beach cycle cycle of steroids that he's doing to get bigger. It's some sort of a, you know, some supplement that is in there that's a banned substance. But it's a banned substance. And that's what I've never understood about pro athletes with that list of banned substances everything you take you have to take to your team and to somebody and say is this okay and then like i would get a note every time i was going to try something every time a nutritionist said we're going to try this new thing i'm like i got to check it out first i have to have the nfl write me a little letter that says the thing we approve it before you take it because There's a good it's just chance not they it. might not be able to trace this either on the test. Well, the, if, if anybody says that to you and you're playing pro sports, this is untraceable, that means what you're taking is illegal. Otherwise, you wouldn't care if it was traceable. Yeah. So the second somebody goes, don't worry about it, you can't trace this, don't take it, just in case they come up with a new test where they can trace it. I've never understood how stupid they get and how, you know, I know it's a pain in the ass, but call somebody from the NFL and have them say, Yes, you can take that. No, that's a banned substance, or we'll test it, and then you can start taking it in a couple of days, whatever. But D-Hop's out for six weeks, and that that does not help the Cardinals' chances. Although, Kevin Ray made a good point Did last night. Did they pay him during that six no. weeks? Yeah. And uh, that's the, the fun part about it. K-Ray made a good point. He said, uh, yeah, Cardinals don't really want to get off to a good start anyway. That's been bad for them the last couple of years. So maybe a bad start and a good finish would be to suspend some of their good players. And they get off to like a, a four and three, three and three start, something like that. Colt McCoy's going to start this year. Yeah, it's right. Get Colt out <laughs> there. But yeah, have that, treat day. the first five weeks like the preseason. Just bring in anybody and have Colt McCoy out there. Well, hell, bring Sam Bradford back for a sure. quarter or two. Why not? And uh, let them uh, run it. But yeah, D Hop being out for that's a long out too. That's not. I was wondering weird. if you know, there's part saying was he even going to be back at the beginning beginning of the season oh yeah no he'd have been he'd have been back by then he's probably capable of playing in the preseason i don't know how bad his injury got but i think he's okay but it's just a matter of healing that thing up and they tested and 
He got dinged. And that test probably was two months ago. The results are coming out now. The Cardinals clearly knew about it, or they wouldn't have made all those moves for Hollywood Brown and had him here for the draft party and made it seem like, you know, this is a great – they were shoring up that wide receiver because they lost Christian Kirk. They lost uh, – uh, well, now they got A.J. Green as their number one if Hollywood Brown's not here. You don't want that. So it's a uh, – Football talk just got really strange here in the city. And the Cardinal, and I loved the, all the tweets and stuff I was seeing. I said, here's what it's like to be a Cardinal fan. And it's just people jumping off buildings and like, just never, never catch a break. But it's not really catching a break when one of your players does something stupid like that. And to his credit, he's taking, he's owning it. He's basically like, all right, yeah, I got nailed. My bad. I was kind of stupid. I don't know what I was taking. I have to look deeper into that. But I just don't buy that. As a fan, I don't buy the excuse of I didn't know it. All those guys that say, oh, my massage therapist was rubbing this on me and it got into my bloodstream. Got it from my cousin. What is a massage therapist putting on you that isn't just like if you're if you're at risk of losing your paycheck for six weeks? And I know people will say, oh, they're so rich they don't care. Yeah, they do. Everybody who gets paid, doesn't matter how much you get paid, you want your check every week. You live off that check. Everybody does. So if you're making $10, you want your $10 check. If you're making a million, you want your million-dollar check. So if I got somebody rubbing things all over my body, and I'm, I'm again, I'm telling them, I'm like, don't put anything on there. Just, you're, you're allowed to use oil and maybe some Aveeno. Uh, we're going to CVS, and we're getting some lotions. You're not going to do anything special or fancy unless it's approved by my entire training staff in the NFL. It was Barry Bonds' thing. I didn't know what I was doing. Alex Rodriguez. My cousin gave me some stuff. I, I trusted him because he's family. It's like you were, t- you were shooting up because your cousin was giving you what? Some sort of B12 vitamin supplement. You put a needle in your arm. You know you're not doing something right. Make me the goat. Unless you're diabetic, you're not supposed to give yourself shots. If you're doing that, you're either a drug addict or you're more than likely taking some sort of banned substance. Most of the time, a doctor's the one who will put the needle in. If you're putting it in yourself, diabetes is really the 90% acceptable thing. Outside of that, eyebrows get raised. I have a diabetic cat, and every time our maid, Gloria, who's just about to go to Paris for five weeks, good for her. It's unbelievable. I see, she, she sees uh, our just gigantic bag of insulin needles. And, I mean, it, they're laying in the kitchen. We've got a, a bag we keep all the discards in. And you put them in like a big old plastic thing and dispose them properly. But in the meantime, they're just sitting in the kitchen until that bag fills. It looks like a heroin den to the worst degree. As long no- as you're paying. Nobody assumes. She doesn't care. She's seen worse. She's she mule worse. She's brought it up. I'm surprised she hasn't offered us up a deal. But yeah, there's needles all over this little section of the kitchen. They're not just strewn about, but close. No, she can't be thinking. Oh, they must have a diabetic pussy. Nope. They're, you know, it just looks bad. You can get a bag of that in New Gallus for five bucks. But if I was walking around with those needles and I'm putting them in right in front of you going, ah, little B12 my cousin gave me, you'd be like, you shouldn't be doing, you shouldn't be shooting up. It's not shooting up. Come on, it was my cousin. You're going to lose a lot of money doing that. Nah. And of course, then you're suspended for six weeks. Don't shoot up. That's my advice to almost everybody. Unless you're diabetic, there's no reason for you to shoot up. (laughs) She might take notice. No, nah, got to go between the fingers yeah, now. Why are you doing Yeah, she's got to get my track marks from a D12 shots. You put it in a muscle. doesn't go in your veins. Okay. You're shooting up. You're, shoot, you're putting a needle in you that doesn't belong. So D-Hop, we're rooting for you. At least he's not driving around on the freeway flipping people off. <laughs> Which was my moment yesterday coming back from Tactical Black. I was on the 51. 
Doors top off the Jeep. Beautiful day. I'm singing. I'm top of my lungs. Radio's cranked as high as it'll go. Just tootling away down there. Volbeat. Oh, okay. Losing I, to I was waiting to see what you're saying. Yeah, heaven nor hell. Singing along. Were you doing it in share voice and all too? Always. Oh, okay. yeah. I got to do right. the share voice. Heaven nor hell. <laughs> going down the road, and uh, I was going pretty fast. And uh, uh, sheriff's, uh, like one of those blazers, passes me. And I'm like, oh, I look down. You know, you always look at the, how fast how fast am I going? There's a cop right there. And uh, I was like 71. So, you know, foot off the gas, no brakes, nothing like that. And I'm slowing down. He's slowing down. So I'm like, I don't know. So I'm slowing way down. He's like trying to get behind me slowing down. I'm like, we're down to 54. And uh, I look over and his passenger window goes down. And he goes, Whew. he blows me a kiss. <laughs> and I'm Whoa. like, oh, God, I hope he's gay or loves the show either way i'm getting away with whatever i was doing wrong but whoever that anonymous cop that blew me a kiss yesterday was super appreciative of of making my heart race he made my heart race and then he blew me a kiss but the heart racing was like oh am i gonna get a ticket or see he you got one it made sense because you blew me a kiss yesterday leaving the parking lot and then it came back full circle that's exactly how blowing kisses works wow you put it out there in the ether and you get one back from a guy later An officer of the law. And I was probably within... <laughs> it drives down to 35 miles oh, an hour on we the were, freeway. I was back <laughs> What's in, going on here? Well, he started to slow down, and I stayed on his quarter panel back in, like, slowing way down, too. And I'm like, well, eventually we're going to get to a speed where I'm comfortable going past him again. And we got into the 50s, and I evened up with him, and the window went down. And he and he looks at me, and he goes, <gasps> like I could see his mouth open. And I'm like, what is going on? I'm like, am I getting pulled over? And so I kind of... I'm just sideways eyeing and looking ahead like, what's going on? And I look over and he blows me the kiss. And then I started laughing. I'm like, that's hilarious. Whatever's going on here, I think i got to blow this cop to get out of whatever I was doing wrong. I was maybe five seconds from scooting over into that uh, HOV lane, too. Because I do that every day. Didn't see him. Don't have any mirrors. It's probably illegal. And you're Another singing. Reason. Oh, I was just in love with that. Was, the day was uh, treating me beautiful. <laughs> and I was treating it back with song. Like a songbird on a beautiful day, I was was enjoying the outdoors, and uh, it was just a wonderful thing. But I got to um, whoever that cop was, blew me a kiss, and it was a marvelous hey. thing. Oh, but here we go. Early. Oh, man, two minutes early. Two minutes away. Starting to pick it up. I left yesterday before Ski Mask did. I think she's doing that on purpose, because when we seen her, yeah. she was sitting down the hall kind of looking at us. Yeah. I think she had to do some sort of a weird video or something. All right, Ski Mask. Five minutes, any Starbucks? Take a look. Always oh, yeah. a Starbucks. Always got to pull over and grab that Starbucks. <laughs> ski Mask is in at 6.05. Show started six minutes ago. She'll be in studio in about five minutes. We will have you. a Ski Mask here this week. I remember All right, one. beautiful. Josh so. is having nah, Very excited. <laughs> very excited. That's a good thing. It's almost payday, you know, hey. Hey, Friday we need that Ski Mask That means on. we can leave early, too. A Ski Mask. That's true. A- just put our Ski Masks on and just bounce. go in, get yep. our checks, and get out of here. Yep. Brilliant. All right, done. I got one of those play school wheelbarrows. I was going to give her two, so she so she can haul all the yeah. cash out. I don't know if she's got a. I don't know if she's got the haul yet, but that's a good start. Maybe if she starts getting raises for not showing up on time, it's the play school one. You know, for the hours she's pulling, she should have a she should have a wheelbarrow. Well, right, I mean, it's it's remarkable. And you think day after day, whatever. And then you got her, and then we didn't know this until yesterday, but. uh Somehow or another, and I would have lost this FanDuel bet, uh, we had a stroke in the building, and it wasn't Brady, for God's sake. 
Bob Kemp had a thing. Is there a same game parlay on this? Can we? Uh, we, we, if we doubled down. It's like I went two in the you same year. You lost two in the I same month. For yeah. sure. I, w- I don't know that I would have picked him, but yeah, Bob evidently had a little thing on the air, so we hope he's doing all right. We tease him all the time, but I hope he's all right coming to that. But he started to Tia. started to flutter a little on the air, and I don't know if we have audio of that because those are always entertaining. The heavy Bertation lady, the we do. channel, channel, channel. Uh, three. We do. We gotta have Marcus get it because okay. it's on. It's on the skim. Done. We'll get it. No, no. Whether we play it on the air, it has to be right. pretty spectacular. But we're rooting for him to do all right. Yeah, word came down yesterday because uh, Toledo came in. He goes, "You'd hear what happened because we replayed the Guadalupe replay, and I think we make fun of Bob Kemp in that, not knowing the man is laid up right now because he just had a little moment. I guess it wasn't too terribly bad, but it was noticeable on the air to where they stopped everything." Which every day happens in this room, and we never stop the show. And that's the tribute to Brady's powering through countless amounts of tears. We know for a fact I've had doctors email me and go, that's a stroke. How does he do it? That, what you just heard was a stroke. I mean, the whole point of this song I be came from when medical professionals, tons of them, I be started to say those three-letter words and then the, the meltdowns or three-letter sentences. Moments. Strokes. Little Tia's. We'll get you. But you should be ashamed of yourself, Bob Kemp, because Brady has those every every day. And look, he's never missed a minute. Not like you and Ski Mask taking time off every time you hiccup. Brady's had got probably 69 strokes. All right. All right. Just this year. So we'll get some more out of you. And you, my friend, are a trooper because that guy hasn't come back to work since his big deal. Stroke, you can work through that. I know a guy. <laughs> uh, let's get a wake-up song, shall we? 585-9800, a good one. And we'll scream it together. It's 98 KUPD. Wake up! Hey, it's not weird. It's pretty cool, actually. No membership fee. I have heard enough of this. You've been listening to Holmberg's Morning Sickness Podcast, brought to you by our friends at Eric's Family Barbecue in Avondale. Meet, mesquite, repeat. Eric'sFamilyBBQ.com.